In this episode, we're going to be talking about running and organizing your first game of D&D online. So stay tuned. But before we start this episode, I really want to take time to thank you all. Thank you so much for your listenership. Thank you so much for your support. It really means the world to me. And to be honest with you, it really means a lot knowing that I have such a strong community at my back who wants to listen and who wants to learn more about the game. I also want to take time to thank our first sponsor, Roaming Player Gear. Not only have they supported the Bearded Nerd and continue to support the Bearded Nerd, they continue to support the tabletop gaming community. If you don't know who they are, Roaming Player Gear provides tabletop gaming accessories at a fantastic value. They have dice trays and dice towers that you can use for pretty much any tabletop game. The quality of their products are fantastic and their prices are actually pretty hard to beat. So, one way that you can support them and support the Bearded Nerd is by using the code ROAMING20. ROAMING20 gives you a 20% discount at checkout. So be sure to use that to not only support a great company like Roaming Player Gear, but to also support the Bearded Nerd. I'll be sure to place the discount code and the link to their website down below in the description. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. So you're finding yourself running D&D for the first time. Whether you are going to be playing online or in person for the long term, you're going to be starting out most likely playing online. Especially with the current circumstances that we're faced with, online just makes more sense. I see a lot of benefits with both, but I can see where running a game online can be a little scary. There's a lot of factors that we can't really account for that in a more traditional in-person setting, those things aren't even a worry or a problem. So I want to walk you through some of the top things that I personally would recommend you all to ensure that you have before you run your first game online. So number one, confirm who's playing. I know that sounds a little mediocre, I know it sounds a little um, redundant, but you wanna get a final number of those players and you wanna get that final number before the game. I would highly recommend that you get the final number a week in advance. Send a text message or a group chat, whatever you want to do, group message of some sort, and make sure that you know exactly what every person's playing, what their character sheets um, look like, and where they're located, right? Because if you're using um, electronic character sheets, then you, you might want to have that location, and you want to have a little bit of information on that character. The reason this is so important is because you don't want to go to the session, you know, you're running D&D for the first time, you're, you're the dungeon master, you're the one that players are looking towards uh, for that organization. So you don't want to run into a situation where you, one, have people canceling on you last minute, that, that's kind of frustrating, and, and let's be honest, that's a little rude to not only you, but to the other players. And it's okay, obviously, if emergencies happen. I'm not saying that, you know, if an emergency happens, that's rude. No, not at all. That an emergency happens, it happens. 
but you want to make sure that folks are able to attend your game. You've put work into your session zero. You've put work into creating the backdrop of that world and prepping for that game. So you want to make sure that everyone can enjoy it. And, and even then, you know, on that note, you want to make sure that everyone can be a part of this experience. So if someone does have to drop, you want to make sure that they can participate in some form or fashion. So you want to confirm who's playing. You want to make sure that you know exactly what everyone's playing as well. You want to know if they're going to be playing a fighter or a monk or a druid or a wizard, whatever it may be, so that you know about their character. You know a little bit about what they're playing mechanically so that you can prep, you know, you can do that final prep before you play the game. You also want to know where their character sheets are stored. If you're using a digital copy or if you're using D&D Beyond, which I highly recommend because that's pretty easy to use and it's all centralized, great. You don't really have to worry. You can just have it up on a screen or on a monitor and you should be fine. But you want to know where those things are in case you're not using it. Maybe you're using Google Drive or maybe you're using some form of you know, other storage device, maybe like a Dropbox, and you want to know where that's at. You want to pull up that information so that before the game, if there's anything that you need to review or audit or even just make sure that they uploaded the right character sheet, it's there. So double check those things. Confirm who's playing and give them that assignment. Hey, make sure to do this thing before we play. Give those players that responsibility to say, hey, make sure that your character sheet is in this destination or in that location and give me a little bit about your character. Send me a, a private text and say, hey, I need or, you know, hey, I need this by this time. Can you send it to me and have your players send you that have your players tell them or tell you about themselves. It goes a long way at the end of the day. The second thing you need to do is solidify those dates. Just like you're going to confirm those players, you want to solidify when you're playing. You want to verify that who's that the folks that are playing can play on the same day. You want to create that schedule and get that schedule flowing because, again, like I said earlier, you want everyone to enjoy this game. You want everyone to enjoy the session. So confirm work schedules, family obligations, personal matters, and all that good stuff. Confirm it and move forward. You want to also make sure that everyone's on the same page. Some folks may think that this is a one-shot, and others may think that this is a campaign. So by confirming that schedule and saying, hey, we're going to be playing every two weeks or every week on this particular day, so on and so forth, everyone can say, oh, you know, this is what my schedule is actually versus I'm available this day, but I'm not available for a long-term campaign. That way you just know what you can do, what the expectation is, and go from there. I really think that that coordination and that logistics is really good. You can do a lot of things too to coordinate that. You can use like OneDrive to just say, hey, I am um, creating this, you know, template, right? Um, to talk about all our schedules here, put the days that you're available and put the days that you're not available. And then we can all sync up and go from there. That's something I would do just because I'm nerdy like that. And I like using, 
you know, Excel and spreadsheets and, and all these other things to kind of coordinate. You can use it on Google Drive. You can use it on a bunch of other things. But point is, just confirm your schedule and kind of coordinate together. The third, and I think one of the most important things is to check your tech, right? If you're using technology to meet up, especially if you're playing online, you want to be sure that you're doing the following beforehand. And I would say not, you know, not the day before or, you know, not an hour or two before, maybe not even the day before. I would say do this two or three days before, okay? Make sure that your system's updated, whether it's your computer, your tablet, your phone, whatever you're using, make sure that it's updated. I can't tell you how many times I was going to play a game or do something online and I forgot to check if I had any updates. And because when you push those updates to, you know, update later, it will update at night. Well, go figure, that's what I'm playing. So, what I would highly recommend is that you make sure that your system and any other software is updated that you are going to rely upon. For example, if you're relying upon a you know um, a PC or a MacBook or whatever, make sure that it has all your updates. Just go to your that system preference or that you know system preferences, whatever it may be. Um, check any updates that you might have and go from there. Go ahead and just push it, update it while you're um, prepping for the session. That way, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think about it or be anxious about it. In addition to that, make sure that any software that you're using is updated. So if you're using Skype, Zoom, Discord, whatever it may be, make sure that that is updated. You don't want to have to be using, you know, prior technology or prior um, software when a newly available piece of software is ready, not only from a technologist perspective, but from a playing perspective, it just is a bit frustrating when you have all these things ready and then you're being told that you have to push an update. And it would just really be unfortunate to delay your game several minutes or hours even, depending on how long the update is, just to play a game. After a certain amount of time, you kind of lose interest and your players may be, you know, if you're losing interest, your players are definitely losing interest. So be sure that that's updated. In addition to checking your software and system updates, test your microphones, test your headphones and any cameras that you're going to be using to ensure that they're working primarily. You don't want to go into a session, especially your first online game, and not know that your equipment isn't working. You don't want to be told by a player that, especially when you're getting into the RP and you're describing certain things, and they're asking, is the camera supposed to be on or off? Are you supposed to be showing me something because I can't see it? And then you check your camera and you're like, oh, dang, it's on, but it's not working. Um, you don't want that. It's kind of embarrassing. But in addition to that, it's a bit frustrating because you just explain all this detail. And now you're not really immersed in the story because you're checking the camera and you're checking your headphones and your and everything else. So just make sure that you do a bit of a quality test beforehand. It could be a day or two beforehand. I like to do it right before about an hour or two before the session. I like to do it as early as I can, maybe the day of, depending. But either way, 
test your mics, test your headphones, test the audio, test any visual, you know, any cameras that you're going to be using if you um, are going to be using cameras. So whether it's a camera facing you, the dungeon master, whether it's a camera facing the player, or whether it's a camera facing the terrain in the minis that you've prepped, just be sure to test it. I can't tell you how many times um, you'll feel this surge of confidence because you know that everything's in place and then you can enjoy the game as well. The fourth uh, thing or fact that I would say um, you need to make sure that you have organized beforehand is to gather all your notes. Make sure that all your notes are close by. Make sure that they're organized in a way that it can be easily accessible. I recommend having them close by, almost within arm's reach. I would even say have it within dice reach. And you can quote me on that, but what I mean by dice reach is wherever you have your dice you know, available to you to roll, that's where you should have your notes. It'll be quick and accessible and you know exactly where it's at because it's right next to your dice. I would also organize it in a form or fashion that is going to be easily accessible but e but it can be easily navigated that's really important because even if a player decides to jump kind of away from what you prepped you're able to kind of go through the notes turn the page and say yep this is where you're at now and now we can roll versus having to rifle through a stack of notes that now you just seem kind of unprepared for. So be sure to organize and gather those notes so that they're easily available. The fifth and really the last thing that you should really have organized before your first online game is to have all your dice, minis, and terrain easily available. Similar to what I stated earlier, make sure that you have any dice and all your minis and terrain placed where you need them have your dice available behind your DM screen or even outside of your DM screen on your table. I personally, when I'm running D&D online, I don't use a DM screen because I don't need it. But if you want to use it, obviously you can use it because it's a pretty um, well-constructed item that will help you as a dungeon master. But either way, I have my notes and my dice easily accessible. When I'm using minis and terrain, I have that set up where it's pretty much set up when I play. I'll move the terrain and dice in a or the terrain and minis, excuse me, in a way where not only is it accessible pretty easily, but it's in a certain situation and location where I can just move either to my left or right, and they're there. So keep those things easily available. That doesn't mean that it has to be you know, within that, you know, space of, you know, that dice space, right? It doesn't have to be, at least with minis and terrain. If you have a separate staging area where minis and terrain are located, that's awesome. That then, you know, if that's comfortable for you, great. But at least they're in an area that you know where it's at, you know where everything is located and situated, and you don't have to worry. I would even say as a sub note to this part is if you're using minis and terrain, go ahead and pre-assemble the location, whether it's a combat encounter 
or a another type of encounter. Maybe it's a role-playing encounter that are that's going to be specific to using miniatures and terrain. Either way, be sure that you have that set up and you have that prearranged. I would say that this is really important because you, as the dungeon master, are going to be moving the minis strategically based upon the player's decision. You don't want to have to scramble and look for that player's mini. You don't want to have to look for the monster minis that you're using or the NPC minis that the players are going to be interacting with. You want to make sure that everything's there. You even want to make sure that anything that you may or may not use is easily accessible. So maybe it's a drawer that's underneath the um, table that you're using. Maybe it's a... um, It could be really anything. It could be one of those big bins or Tupperwares that you're using to store minis. Maybe that's underneath the table that you're playing at. So as long as it's easily accessible and you can grab it and you don't have to go to another room or another location to grab it, that works as well. So those five things are really my top priority for organizing and being prepared for my first online game of D&D. Everything else will fall into place. You're confident in yourself, right? You know, you you have to be confident in yourself even if you're kind of scared deep down inside, be confident in yourself. You've talked to your friends, they all know that you're running D&D whether it's your first time or your 500th time running D&D. Running D&D online is a bit scary. It's a bit different and that's okay. But be confident. Your players are going to love it. You're going to have fun. You have everything that you need right there. And if you mess up, it's okay. No harm, no foul. It's going to be okay. As long as you all have fun, that's all that matters at the end of the day. I hope that this helps folks in the future learn how to and know how to set up a game online. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to like this podcast, subscribe to it, make sure to share it with your friends. But the way you can show that you like this podcast specifically is to leave a five-star review. Five-star reviews really help the community grow, and it really helps this podcast grow as well. So be sure to leave a five-star review, and be sure to be nice to one another. I know it's some trying times. I know it's some hard times. but Be sure to be nice to one another. Be loving to one another. And most importantly, keep gaming. Keep gaming.